0: Listeners, things are starting to get tricky. But before we start, thanks for coming back for episode three. Leave a review, give it a share, and you know the drill. Now let's get to it. The Midnight Snack is your classic food truck setup. Red neon lights, tin walls with a light box for today's specials. Stanley and Dexter's body was found, and here we are, trying to get to the bottom of these suspicious circumstances. Circumstances that in any other time, in any other place, would seem less ominous than in this baking competition, and with these contestants. This case was taking twists and turns that I could never have predicted. On the Friday afternoon of the murder, Denise Rogers confirmed she and Isla stayed until 9pm packing down the baking competition. She saw Stanley Indexer walking past Myrtle's place at 5pm when she popped to the store for sugar. It was exactly the same time she saw Gregor walking up to the old church on the hill. The church is in the opposite direction of the midnight snack, but he suspiciously didn't stay to pack up his own competition. Now Josie. She finished with a client at 7pm, and I ascertained from our interaction at the finals that she had a date at 7.30pm till 9pm. Now, I don't care about the date, but what I do care about is what happened in that session. Josie sent me some files in the bar to look over, and why she sent me is a a puzzle in itself. It's
1: 6pm on April 9th, and we're on session 62. Recording for Mr. Anton Vronsky, suffering from severe short-term amnesia and suspected anxiety. Mr. Vronsky, welcome. Please take a seat.
2: Thank you. Uh, miss...
1: We've met before, Anton. See if you can remember.
2: Wow, I'm so sorry. I I have short-term memory loss.
1: Yes, I know. That's why you're here. Please, do take a seat. So we start each session the same to try and give you a sense of routine. An access point to help collect new memory. Is that okay with you? Ah, yes.
2: A way to collect little chicken nuggets of wisdom.
1: Exactly. I see you remember at least what you do for a living. That's great.
2: Oh, yes. Yes, I never forget that. Fried chicken is my life. Miss?
1: Just Josie is fine.
2: Miss Just Josie. Fried chicken using family secret recipe from the mother country. Crispy fried chicken. Laking finger good.
1: So you've said... A couple of times, actually. But that's great, Anton. Why don't we start again with your family?
2: <gasps> Miss Just Josie, I cannot tell you my family secret. You cannot ask this of me. I do not know why you think I would betray my family. I've never told a soul. I swore on my mother hen's grave. You know what they say. Bad oil make a bad fry.
1: <gasps> Go on. What do you remember?
2: There, there was a man. He threatened me for the recipe, but I I suspected foul play, Miss Just Josie. You see, the joke uh, is funny, no?
1: <laughs> Very good, Anton, but I don't see how this is helping you.
2: This man in denim jacket, he come to my shop and demand to know why my chicken tastes so good. He talk a lot like he was a cricket or a viewer, telling me all things I already know about my chicken. That is the tastiest he's ever had. So crispy and offering me a sweet combo meal deal. But.
1: Yes, go on.
2: Are you feeling peckish, Miss?
1: The man, Anton. Do you remember him?
2: Sorry, Miss Lady. Have have we met?
1: Yes, Anton, we have. I'm your therapist.
2: Therapist? Oh, I'm sorry. I have short-term memory loss. Have you ever been to my shop feeling peckish? You look familiar. Oh, I know. You ordered the combo deal on Deep Fry Friday.
1: No, no, Anton. I see you on this couch on Deep Fry... I mean on Fridays and Saturday mornings to talk to you about your memory loss.
2: Oh well, you know what they say. Dog is cheap. See you again. I joke.
1: Cheap. Cheap. Session concluded at six fifteen Friday, 9th of April. Ten a.m. on Saturday, April tenth. Session sixty-three. Recording for Mr. Anton Vronsky. Amnesia case, session focus on visual stimulus in relation to suspected past trauma using the Rorschach test. Good morning, Anton. Hello. Josie. Miss
2: Josie. Yes, I am here to settle loan for a new chicken shop. I expand into French fries. Franchise. You remember? No. You seem very cagey, Miss Josie. Not so uh, free-range with the uh, information today, eh?
1: Okay, Anton, let's bring this back again. I'm Josie, I'm your therapist, this is our 63rd session together. We're discussing your memory loss, and today we're looking into some images together to see if you can trace a kind of trauma that might have impacted your ability to recall both short and long-term memory.
2: Oh, so no french fries today.
1: Not today, Anton. Let's get started, shall we? I'm going to show you an image, and I want you to just describe what you see, okay? Okay. Okay, first image. Here goes. What do you... Chicken. See? Easy. Next one. Okay. So this... Chicken.
2: Li- so obvious. Why is this even hard for people?
1: <laughs> Anton, I want you to look deep into these, okay? See how you feel. Are are you scared? Or do they make you feel happy? Focus this time, alright? Here goes.
2: Okay, okay, Miss Josie. Let me try this very simple game, which I clearly have won both times. So, in this black blob shape, I see... Please don't say chicken. I see a hen. I don't know why I bother. But this hen, it has fingers. Not tasty chicken fingers, but chicken fingers. Fine, look. And it's holding a knife. It's holding a knife in its chicken fingers. And it's standing at the top of a chicken run and laughing. Because at bottom of run is another chicken. But that one is roasted like a rotisserie style. On plate. With ketchup. Which is wrong in many ways. Because you put gravy with roast chicken. Everyone knows this and the real chicken is squawking and squawking and waving this knife around. And then it starts carving up the roasted chicken and there's more ketchup and I can't see where it comes from because suddenly there's turtles all over the floor swimming in the ketchup. And now the chicken, she asks me if I want a roast chicken takeaway. So I help her. Put the roast chicken in a little tupperware container. But there is so much ketchup. I cannot say yes to this chicken. And then she waves her knife at me this time. And there is nothing to do but say, I will take this tupperware container. I will take it. I promise. I won't tell anyone and I hide it. Because I know that I love this hen.
1: Okay.
0: Listen, I'm not gonna lie to you. That was flipping insane. Chickens with knives? What's next? Laser sharks? I'm out guys. I have to air the next adverts get paid, but honestly, I got nothing. Hello, it's me.
3: Anton, your guide to your next sleepy time with the fishes. Let's try together. Close your eyes and whatever you do, don't think about whatever is making you so worried. Just remember, whatever problems you're going through, it probably could be worse. Just think, you could be a polar bear losing its home to global warming, or you could be a little fishy choking on a little bit of plastic. Now you are relaxed. Let's try breathing technique, breathe in. After one minute of holding in, you should feel more drowsy. Let yourself fall asleep. For more relaxation help, check Miss Just Josie's Brain Spot app.
0: could see all the pieces starting to connect, but there was still so much missing. Denise, Isla, Josie, and Anton's alibis all checked out, leaving Gregor and Murk. Are you still recording or you want something to eat? Mom, red means record. But yeah, what have we got?
4: We've got pie.
0: I'll come up. the one in the little Tupperware containers? Why did you split a pie up into individual slices like this and label them? Mom, you are literally insane.
4: Says the one who spends all his time in his mother's basement. Besides, Louisa gave it to me like that.
0: Oh, Mm, it's really good. It tastes kind of like Denise's.
4: Oh, you know Louisa will always try new recipes. She's probably got some tips from Denise. I remember one time she was trying to make this pavlova, and she put-
0: Yeah, th- thanks, Mom. I- I'm gonna finish this in my room. Oh,
4: okay. Well, just let me know when you're hungry. I can put the fish sticks in the oven, okay, sweetie?
0: I decided to get some fresh air and clear my head, as pieces hard to come by in my house. I was walking towards the midnight snack when I saw Gregor huddled into a payphone booth. I've watched enough CSI to know that nothing good comes from anyone using a payphone.
5: I don't care how long it takes or how much you have to pay. I want those chicks first thing in the morning. You hear me? Get them birds moving and deliver on the orders or it'll be the last thing that you do.
0: I couldn't believe what I had heard. My mind was whirling. So I ran home and I started staring at my desktop, trying to make sense of the minefield, the sound bites and evidence, when I found something even more disturbing. Whenever you hunt down a murderer, you're ready for the despicable, the inhumane, the worst in humanity. But what I managed to stumble on that day truly shocked me to my core. I can't conjure up any kind of pretext for this scene yet due to the gravity of the evidence that the clip contained. My moral duties as a true crime podcaster compelled me to do so.
4: I think I deleted that recording. Anton, would you mind just moving this big heavy bag for me, dear? Could you just put it by the garage door and then help me get in my car?
3: Of course, Miss Morturtles. Anything for you. Miss Morturtles, how did I get here? And when?
4: Oh... Don't you remember, sweetheart? You came over to try some of my delicious pie and offered to help me move a special package.
3: Oh, what is in special package?
4: Toys, Anton, for children.
3: Wow. Miss Turtles these are very, very heavy toys for children. <sighs> but it's very kind of you to make big deal for children.
4: Oh, Anton, you're sweeter than a honey pie on Christmas Day. That's very kind of you to say. Well, you know, I always say you gotta do your part for the community. You know, Anton, I never noticed what big arms you have.
3: <clears throat> oh, these chicken wings? Yes, thank you. They are arms. You know, you have beautiful eyes, Miss Mortortortles.
4: Oh, Anton, please. Come on.
3: You know, you remind me of my mother, country. You are strong, like a people's republic, independent,
4: and beautiful. I'll dip my biscuits in gravy, that's so sweet of you to say. Where did you say you were from again?
3: I don't know, actually. I cannot remember. I think Canada.
4: Oh, how exotic. Well, honey, you must be so tired from moving that big old heavy thing. No,
3: Miss Mortetles. I am tired of being alone.
4: Well, what is a handsome man like you doing alone?
3: I do not know. I've been waiting for my order for a very long time.
0: That's enough of that. The rest of this clip is not pertinent to the investigation. This meant Denise was right. Anton was the man she saw at the house the day of the murder. And from the sounds bit, there was something else on the nose. Luckily, one of our sponsors has that sorted.
5: Have you ever stared out at the bleak nothingness of existence? Wondered if there's a natural deodorant that can stand the stench of humanity? A scent that seems to caress your underarms, like velvet leaving something left of the crummy wage you find yourself in Anything to stop the sweat from the stinking humidity of this lousy town? Then a renegade deodorant subscription is for you. Order today, and don't sweat the small stuff, kid.
0: I've been trying to get my hands on police reports for a while but none of the officers were willing to meet with me. But the conversation I overheard from Gregor at least got me through the door. And as unsettling as it was, I was at least sitting in the station trying to get the attention of the head detective, when Officer McLeod walked by and said he'd take my statement.
5: Uh, Thank you for meeting with me, officer. Call me Kev the cup. It's no trouble, mate. I'm always looking for stuff to do. Chief has me on desk duty. All I did was get in a little tiny squad car accident and boom, Paperwork for a week. I don't know what the big deal is. He sort of had it out for me since I was, Hmm.
0: Well, it's about Beggar. I think he might be involved in the murder case.
5: I see. Look kid, there's not a whole lot we know. Apart from he was found at the midnight snack, but he likely wasn't killed there. Not enough blood at the scene for a stabbing.
0: A stabbing, was that his
5: cause of death? Yeah, I'd say so. No murder weapon at the scene though he also had some bruising. Looks like he was knocked around a little before he carked it. Do you have a theory on who did it or why? Nothing official yet, but if you ask me, his chakra was given off some bad vibes when he swung by my aerial yoga class uh, last week.
0: Right, <laughs> I'll keep that in mind. Uh, anything else you can tell me?
5: Well, let's see. The time of death was somewhere between 6 and 7 PM according to the ME. We did find some evidence on the body, things like pie crust, Well actually he was covered in pie, so that makes sense. Some bread-like substance, probably from a fast food joint, not like Macca's, but a classier place, you know. Then there was the coffee stain, some animal hairs, dirt, this new iPhone with a nice camera.
0: Oh, I've got one of those too, although mine's bigger. (laughs) I just upgraded and the internal processor is great.
5: Yeah, look at that. You've even got the same phone case. Anyway, so there was the wood splinters, a stamp, some text between him and Isla, some knuckleheads. A text from Isla! No, oh, um, did I say Isla? I meant Ireland. It's a bit hard to say that sometimes. He had a text from Ireland. With leprechauns on it and shamrocks and a rainbow and, you know, top of the morning to you. Yeah? Right. So, no DNA evidence. Nah. Whoever it was knew enough to be careful. I gotta hand
0: it to him. Huh. Well... This was helpful anyway, so (laughs) thanks. Also, if you don't mind me asking, how did you end up here?
5: (laughs) Right. Bet you're not used to too many Sylvester Stallone impersonators around these parts, eh? It's a kind of funny story, though. See, two years ago...
2: Officer McCloud!
5: How are you doing? Oh, hi, Chief. I'm just taking this kid's statement. It better not be about that open case we have going. If I catch you shooting off
2: your mouth again, giving away evidence, you can bet I won't stop at just finding your koala backside.
5: Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Sorry, sir. I understand. And
2: you,
0: get. I don't want to see you in my station again. Uh, no problem, sir. Sorry,
5: sir. Hey, don't forget your phone, kid. Oh, right. Thanks. and good luck with your podcast, mate.
2: I cannot believe how many times...
0: As insightful as the interview was, I was still no closer to getting my cherry on top of this metaphorical ice cream that was my investigation. Several questions were still left unanswered. What did Gregor mean by getting his chicks? Was Anton and my mom flirting as revolting to you as it was to me? And was Isla hiding something about her relationship with Stanley?